Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where each week and every week we pull out every single glass we have in our cupboard and pour wine into each of them. Yes, that's right. We are being pedantic. No, we're <laughs> testing glasses and we're seeing which ones work best for Pinot Gris. Floral, fruity, excellent for taste testing. Uh, I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. So here we are attempting to decide which order to consume these in her glass. Still. Still, <laughs> still trying to decide. Still trying to decide. And I guess we should begin by telling you what glasses we've chosen, mm. and then we can explain why we've chosen the order we've chosen. Yeah. So first up, we've got a martini glass, which is, uh, for those who are living under a rock, it is a funnel-shaped glass. Narrow at the bottom, wide at the top. With a long stem. With a long stem, yep. Uh, next up, we have an old-fashioned glass, which is a it's a short, stout glass with straight sides and a heavy bottom. Yes, quite a heavy, thick bottom that is commonly used for the old-fashioned cocktail. Hmm. Or whiskey. Or whiskey, yeah. And next, we have the Collins Highball which also has quite a thick bottom and uh, is a very tall, straight glass. Mm. You've probably seen these. Bef- you've probably seen these before. Uh, next up, or second last, is the champagne flute or the tul- tulip glass. No, I think they're different things. Different things, champagne flute. Next up, we have a champagne flute, which is kind of like a tulip shape, kind of like a skinny white wine glass. Yeah, a little bit. And, of course, the last one is a white wine glass, Mm. which has a sort of, if you don't know what they look like, bulb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's It's a stemmed glass with a bulb on the top, but not quite as bulbous as a red wine glass. Mm. Actually, we should do an episode on different shaped white wine glasses. I think that's going to be interesting to, mm. to taste because there's so many different ones yeah and there there is a very wide variety of mm. them yeah so we why did we pick this order uh so because we there is no old standard for white wine it's it's unchanged so we couldn't go old standard to new standard and our controls in between controls I guess. in between exactly we, we couldn't do that mm. because I mean, for starters, the white wine glass was one of our controls. Yeah. Although we like we haven't really kept up with glass design, so or the the new fashions in uh, particular glass styles. So I'm sure that there are different shaped glasses that are probably better, but also very expensive given they are designer quality. Yeah. So instead, we decided to do these in the order of least likely to most likely to have it in your cupboard Mm. so least likely is a martini glass because you don't even have a martini glass no that's right i don't which still surprises me yeah when i was making martinis not too long ago i 
had to use a champagne saucer because that was the next best thing. Mm. And obviously, more people have an old-fashioned than a martini glass, and highball is most likely, more likely champagne flute and then white wine glass. Because if you're drinking wine, you probably have a white wine glass. Yeah, either a white wine glass or a red wine glass, and hmm. it's not really much for muchness, but pretty close. Hmm. Yes, indeed. All right, so we've let these breathe for about 10 minutes or so now, and so they are they should be ready to, ready to, to taste. Go. Yes, so now the time has come to taste. try the martini glass. Yeah. So we will very carefully cheers it without spilling it mm. such a lackluster ding. It, it really is but you, you've got to be careful because what a martini glass wants more than anything is to spill your drink everywhere <laughs> very true um now we while mickle tastes smells and tastes it this uh this glass fared very well with sparkling white when we tasted that a few months ago so i'm curious to see how this one goes so the smell is very interesting from this. Yeah. You can smell a lot. Yeah, it's almost muddled and hard to pick out the individual notes because there's so much. Mm. But it, as you tip up the glass, the smells kind of flow over your nose in like a nice soft wave. Mm. Flavor-wise, it's, I mean, it smelled fruity and it certainly tastes that way as well. Mm. This is and really nice. Very sweet, light, very light tannins, but they're definitely there. Mm. But, you know, it's it's very nose-heavy, this glass. Gives oh, it a yeah. nose, nose he- very nose-heavy experience. Yes, I mean, very open. So you, you're going to expect to be almost assaulted by the fragrance of the wine you're drinking out of it. But I don't really feel assaulted. It's really pleasant to drink out of. Oh, to drink out of, yes, but the smell, it's like I had trouble picking the individual notes because it's so much at once. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, This, well, it it did, yeah, it, it did better with a sparkling because it thro- the I would I think the bubbles throw the smell out more. Yeah, and I think that the bubbles sort of catch the smell as well, which makes it I guess a little easier to pick up the notes from it. I suppose. We're not really sure. I'm not really sure. We're not scientists. We should be. We're we kind of we're kind of doing science. We're experimenting and recording what our results are. We've explained the method. Mm, that's true, yes. So perhaps yeah. we are doing science in a way. Men, of, a sci- way. men of science. Welcome to the uh, drinking podcast of history and science. Yes, welcome to a good science. <laughs> a good scientific drop. <laughs> and now we Thank, move thanks, on. Thanks, Newton. <laughs> yeah, so old-fashioned glass. I'm yeah. not expecting much. No, neither am I. I think the the smell might be okay because it's not too narrow. 
in the way that the Collins Highball is. I mean, especially the Collins Highball is not going to do nice things to the nose at all. Well, it hasn't but, done it done very kind things to any other thing we've drunk so far. No, but this, this, I'm thinking it should smell all right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. That's got a nicer clink. Oh, and it does straight away. I can get a cleaner smell out of it. It it definitely hits you in the nose a lot more. Yeah, um, it smells very crisp and fresh. Yeah. Oh, wow. You can taste a lot more sweetness. It tastes more fruity and sweet than the uh, martini glass. Yeah. Like the martini glass was soft and gentle and like wasn't really clear. Whereas this has like it's bold. Mm. It It is like you can almost pick individual fruits out of it. And I think if I... If I have another taste, I, I just may. Huh. That is unexpectedly good. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, it tastes fresh and crisp and a little bit citric, I think. Yeah. Definitely a little, little bit of citrus, but that... Um, the the flowery floral notes are not as prominent, and you've got more of the mid tones and bass tones in the in the drink. So there, therefore, you can taste the sweetness. You can taste more of the tannins. You can, I think, you definitely experience more of the wine with this glass. Yeah, I I agree, and I'm I'm interested to see just how bad it tastes in the Collins Highball. <laughs> Well, we can't have a bias like that. It's going no, to ruin the experiment. I'm interested to see how fantastic it is in the Collins Highball. I, I want to see the Collins Highball impress me at least once with something that isn't a cocktail in it. <laughs> I want that from it. Well, let's find out. It is not this glass. <laughs> it is not this, this drink. No. It's almost flavorless. There will come a day when the Collins highball impresses us, but it is not this day. <laughs> not today. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's, it's yeah, almost flavorless. It it is. I Oh, that it's, smell. It's it's just like with the sparkling white. It's like we're drinking Chateau de Cardboard. Yeah. Absolutely. And a it, cheap one. Yeah. All the um, all the big smells get funneled up to the top of the glass, where your nose is, and it's it's just yeah, and all you're left is whatever flavors are left, whatever whatever's left is a a, a sad a sad uh, nod in the direction of a grape and bitterness. Yes, it's definitely does remind me very much of a cask wine that I tend to put in punch. It re- it really does. Because it, it's still sweet. It's still sweeter. Yeah, it has the sweetness and it still definitely tastes like it had grapes near it at some point. 
yeah, but I, I, if I taste, yeah, again, if I tasted it out of this glass, if this was my only experience with this wine, I would not enjoy it. I would not be getting this glass, this bottle again. Yeah, no, if, um, yeah, I, I would expect to have paid $10 for four liters of this. Mm. So now that we've had a few descriptions of what we're drinking, let's actually tell you guys. Uh, we are drinking the 2018 La Boheme Act 3 Yarra Valley Pinot Gris. Uh, it is 100% a coughing wine because that bottom is nearly flat. Yep, and being two years old, it is in the butter zone. It's exactly where you want a coughing wine to be. Mm. So La Boheme Act 3. The, the, Yarra, the Yarra Valley's very own opera diva, Dame Nellie Melba, enchanted the world as Mimi in La Boheme. Puccini's famous opera based in based in the characterful Latin quarter of the 1880s Paris has four acts, the last act ending, as usual, in tragedy. Set at a tavern in the in the Port de Enfer Porta de Enfer, jealousy at jealousy and happiness intertwine between Mimi and R- Rodolfo. Marcello and the flirtatious Musetta emerge from the tavern quarrelling. The four voices and their mixed emotions form a beautiful quartet. Serious Pinot... Seri- okay, just a change in tone. Serious Pinot Gris with a hint of other aromatic varieties. Lovely harmony. It's a Di Bortoli wine. Uh-huh. Produced and bottled by Di Bortoli Wines, uh, Dixon Creek, Victoria. So, Yarra Valley. Hmm. And it is a good one. Yeah. Like, I've had very I've had very good wines from Di Bertoli. They definitely make a very good, very good wine. Yes. And, I mean, we did select this based on a number of factors, including that it was the right age and that it was from a region that should be making a good Pinot Gris. Hmm. We did not know it was Di Bortoli when we chose it. No, because Di Bortoli are uh, based in the Hunter Valley in New South Wales, but this, but the Yarra Valley, Yarra, Yarra Valley is in Victoria. Yeah, so they must have sourced their grapes from the Yarra, despite the fact that they themselves mm. are in the Hunter. Yeah, I'm sure they have a vineyard in vineyard down there, just for Pinot Gris. Well, perhaps they do. Mm. Perhaps they, well, they make a whole lot of wine, so I would well, expect yeah. so. Yeah. So, shall we move on to the glasses that were actually intended for wine? Well, I mean, that's why we're here. That is why we're here. <laughs> and so, the champagne flute, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. What are you expecting from this drink, this glass? I am expecting... Better clink than that. Let's try that again. Well, don't hold it by the... Hold it a bit further down, I guess. It's it's, um, it's just glass, I would say. Yeah, so I, I'm noticing that it's actually effervescing more than I saw in any of the other glasses. Mm, you can see the bubbles of 
oxidization. Yeah, not that it's a thing that effervesces, no. but the glass is owing itself to that. I'm expecting that we'll have a similar fragrance profile to what we may have had in the Collins Highball, but mm. hopefully not. Because, I mean, this glass is intended to funnel bubbles in a direction. Yeah, and it does very well for sparkling whites. Um, yeah, it's not effervescing, effervescing as such, but bubbles basically line the inside of the glass. Yeah, so it's doing the job it was intended to perform. Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious. Yeah, as am I. So yeah. let's smell. Actually, that's not bad. Mm. No, it's, it's actually quite a pleasant bouquet. Yeah, it does pretty well. Um, it, I mean, it it has a similar, um, like initial, I guess initial thoughts is that initial impression is that it's similar to the highball, but because the uh, distance between the top of the liquid and the top of the glass is much much shorter, and the glass is shaped. The it the whole experience is much more refined. Yeah, and I, I think the uh, the fact that we're holding it by a stem rather than the glass itself, and we're not warming it with our hand, is making a difference as well. Mm. Like it's certainly uh, it's more tannic than it was from. It's more tannic than it was from the martini glass, but certainly less tannic than from either of the other two. Mm. And interestingly enough, the wine is still quite cool in comparison to the other three. There's still a... Like, the, there's a... Uh, there's condensation on the outside of the, of the last two glasses, whereas there wasn't on the lowball, highball, and the martini. Yeah, I think it, the, the martini just lets the temperature right out of it. Mm. Um, but the other two, I would say the fact that the glasses were room temperature to begin with meant that because the, the bottoms are so thick and heavy, they warmed the wine back up to, or back more towards room temperature than straight out of the fridge. Yeah. So which, I, which I mean is kind of perfect for a white wine because you're not technically supposed to drink them ice cold. No, you want it to be cool rather mm. than yeah cold but uh certainly i think or, or chilled at the very least yeah but definitely with the last two the the wine is still cooler than the than the rest of the experiences beforehand yeah now i think flavor wise that this uh champagne flute very much lends itself to sipping mm, you because can't if you slurp if it. you have well and if you have too much it tastes just like from the Collins Highball. Yeah. And you're more likely to slurp it too. Like Yeah, that that as well. Yeah. Like I nearly just did. <laughs> but in the amount that you naturally want to take from it. Mm. It's it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, the the tannins still sort of hit you on the front of the palate. Mm. But you get the sweetness rolling across it. Mm. And because it's so such a narrow glass, 
I find that I'm breathing in a lot more as I'm sipping. And so, and so that, I would say that means that I get a little bit more drunk from this glass, get, given that I'm inhaling more vapors as I'm trying to drink it. Mm. Well, and it definitely smells a lot more pleasant out of this than it does oh, from the highball. Hell yes. From any of the three. It smells much, much nicer. But it has a, it's got, it's now got a similar flavor. It's now got a similar flavor profile to a sparkling white. Mm, That's very true. Like, Um, like all the, all the smells you'd expect from a bubbly, uh, it's kind it's like it's nudged it in that direction. Yeah. And perhaps that's why it feels so odd that. It feels like I should be getting a bubbly sensation as I drink it. <laughs> and I'm not getting that because it's not a sparkling. Hmm. It's flat. Yeah. But it shouldn't be. But it is. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Like, I'm getting the feeling that if you had, if you had the choice between a tumbler or a highball and a white and a sparkling white glass champagne flute i would pick the champagne flute oh yeah the champagne flute out of out of the other out of out of the four we've tried so far mm. the champagne flute i think is the best yeah definitely definitely which means there's only one glass left to taste yeah and let's see if it Comes as any sort of a surprise <laughs> whether or not this is or isn't the best well, for flavor. It should be. Yeah. Well, one other thing. Cheers. That's such a nice clink. Yeah, that's a satisfying sound. Um, one other thing we should note is that these two white wine glasses are crystal. And we have noted that that does change the experience with the sparkling. Yeah, the quality of the glass does seem to make a notable difference. Hmm. Not not as much as the shape, but more than not. More than not. Yeah, more mm. than nothing. So already the, the fragrance is sweet and soft like it was yeah, wow. out of the martini glass. But definitely, definitely more refined though. Oh yeah, I can smell. I I can pick more distinction between the flavors. It's like the the, it's like the flavors and aromas are sitting in the glass as opposed to flowing out of the glass. Yeah, it's like smelling flowers and fruit and. Hmm. Yeah, I I want to drink it after smelling that. Hmm. All right. Oh, and the taste says it all. I mean, the ah, uh, yeah. The tannins are still more present than they were in the martini glass, but mm. they feel like they're about right yeah. for a Pinot Gris. Mm. But I, I still wonder how much of this is uh, psychosomatic. How much of this is confirmation bias? Well, it's hard to say. Expectation. Obviously, because we know what they are, and there's absolutely no way of us testing this without knowing what they are. Yeah, because you can feel the shape. Yeah, even if we were blindfolded, we would know. Which we kind of, we almost proved 
at when we did our completely blind taste test, we could feel the temperature difference, and that was like an immediate uh, difference. Immediate, like we couldn't, we could not, not notice it. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. It de- out of yeah, out of the four other glasses we've tasted so far, 